At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Today's wheel, as always, joined by Joel Conan. And Dennis Dick, busy day today, busy week this week. Just to give you a preview of the earnings we're going to get this week, uh, light day uh, today uh, as far as quantity. It'll pick up really on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, over 100 earnings reports on both days, Wednesday and Thursday, 66 earnings reports after the close Wednesday, 68 before the open on Thursday. So it'll be a really busy show later in the week on the earnings front. Today, though, the story is not earnings. The story is vaccine news. We are awaiting eagerly this uh, publication in The Lancet on the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine uh, trial data. It got teased overnight by the editor of the journal, and the vaccine stocks are all running here, so we'll talk about that. Some other headlines as well, but vaccines are going to be the story of the day, uh, I guess, uh, the trade of the day. Uh, like I mentioned, as far as other news, uh, Nikola is doing an offering, so that's impacting the stock here this morning as well. eBay is selling part of their business. Chevron is buying Noble Energy. Uh, so we got some stuff going on. Our guest is uh, Kevin Schultz. He is the chairman of Triad Securities. He would join the show to talk about SPACs and IPOs and the like at 8.35. And let's bring it to Joel now. Joel, give us a quick update here on what's happening in the overnight trading session. Ah, good morning, traders and investors around the world. Welcome to Monday's edition of Benzinga's pre-market prep here. And uh, a little bit of a range overnight, kind of the range we've been talking about for a long time at major support at 31.90 and a quarter. We tested that last evening. Buyers there again. So once again, the, the pathway to any downside in the market, 3190. I can't even tell you how many different levels I have there. Pre-market high, 32, 22 and a quarter. Not much there, folks. What we need to do is we need to get above that high from last week at 32, 33 and a quarter and set sail for 3,300. Maybe some vaccine news, which we get every day, will help us. Uh, crude is in the red here by 33 cents. Crude is just struggling here. Can't really clear 41, but doesn't spend much time under 40 for you, uh, you consolidation traders. There's a chart for you to keep an eye on. 
Gold, that is in the green by 630 at 1860.30. Silver, knocking on the door at $20, trading up near the high of the session, up nearly 20 cents at 1996. And Bitcoin going the opposite way, down 25 bucks, moving in on that $9,000 support level. Triple D, I know Friday was a long, long time ago for you, but uh, yep. you did get down and dirty some AstraZeneca, huh? Uh, I've been playing AstraZeneca every night. So every night you see the same thing. You see this big after hours pop. Everybody's excited about potential vaccine news coming. I don't know who's, who's buying this thing up at 64 bucks, though. Come on, after hours, Friday night. Look at the move. 64 yep. and a half it got to. I mean, this is one, again, one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world. If it has good news, I don't know if it goes as high as 64 and a half. So it's a big move for it. And, you know, maybe it does. Maybe it can go higher than that. But you're giving up a lot of edge if you're paying up three bucks. And, and we don't even have the news here yet. So, you know, now it's obviously leaked. And it's, well, it didn't leak. It tra opened in Europe. And European traders aren't buying the stock up three bucks. So it reopens down and actually opens down. It opened in the red, down at 60. It has crawled up here again because, again, we've got speculation. The speculators popping in here saying, oh, the AstraZeneca data. AstraZeneca, i got to buy AstraZeneca. Get ahead of it. I mean, I guess it's working, but because the stock has went up, if we're looking at it from the last three, four days, but every, every after hours, it's getting bit up two, three bucks, and it comes right back down. So there's been an opportunity for the after hours traders to sell the pops and the fades the fade trade has been working in AstraZeneca, at least after hours, and then buying it on the European Open the next day. So I guess I keep playing that until it doesn't work anymore. I don't think it's going to get the action, though, after, you know, obviously we see the data here today. So it's a big data point. Everybody's waiting for it. The market's waiting for it. So um, do we have any idea what time it's going to come out, Mr. Israel? No, but if you're listening to our show last week, you know that we knew this was coming. This was the, the, the news that this was coming. We talked about it every day out as i think as far back as wednesday was yeah. when uh we knew this we were, we were gonna get this data uh, we don't know when today but we know it's probably good news why wouldn't it be good news um the the managing editor of of the lancet richard horton tweeted last night that this is his tweet tomorrow vaccines just say it. yeah well, yeah what's with that and then adam fierstein uh, <laughs> correctly tweets uh, about that tweet, <laughs> the editor of the Lancet, he tweets WTF. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. This guy know? Does he in the know? Does he know what's going to be happening here? I think the guy, I think the guy, I don't know his name, but I think he's taking some lessons from uh, Elon Musk Maybe. on how to, how to use Twitter. Uh, perhaps 6437. That was your spike on Friday. Came in immediately. Uh, well, it didn't come in down. immediately. I'll tell you that, Joel. It traded up there all night. Really? All Friday night. The entire Friday night, people just had own AstraZeneca. And the next morning, it opens in Europe at 60. So that's a good way to home? throw away three, four bucks. Did you have to take it home or were you able to, to cover it? No, again, this is, uh, and I, I took off early Friday night, so I had a lot of bunch oh, of okay. traders. Okay. So I actually didn't get on this one because I didn't trade as late as I do on Friday nights. Wow. I actually threw an order out there. I was going to just sell short and if it got up there. So I actually did not play it. Shame on me. Uh, but I guess I got, I take some time off every once in a while and I do take off early on Friday nights and it was trading at 63 and it was chopping around. I threw an order out there in the mid 64s. I never got done. I just must just missed it. 64.37. So, yeah, yeah. I was right. I think, you know where I was? I think I was 64.40. 
So funny how that works. Okay. But I guess they look at you know my order and they're like, no, nah, we're not doing this guy. So, right. <laughs> so I right. didn't get done on that one. But I had played it the last two nights. But again, if you're playing it after hours, I wish I would have been there Friday night because I definitely would have been shorting it. Um, like I said, I had an order just sitting out there just in case it got silly. My order, my silly order is up there too long. So I guess I can't take off Friday nights anymore. No. So my no, my wife's going to love that. No more leaving early on Friday night. I got to work till 8 o'clock. We're on the drug news here. Uh, Pfizer. Let's just, let's just run through all these places that uh, got some good, all these companies. Got vaccine. Good, yeah, vaccine. Vaccine news Monday. Hanover. Yep. Not just for AstraZeneca, for Pfizer, for Moderna, for Novavax. They're all running and popping and <laughs> vaccines are just going to save us. I mean, I hope, I hope they do. Well, that's the point. But, I, think. I know. I hope they do, but... Um, anyways, all these stocks are up this morning. Well, yeah, so Pfizer and BioNTech, uh, BNTX is a symbol there. They announced an agreement with the UK for 30 million doses of their vaccine candidate. Um, so I feel like this is just a repeat of last week. Last week, Monday, last week, it's... Fir- first thing Monday morning last week was the, the Pfizer BioNTech uh, trial, positive trial data, right? That was like 6.30 a.m. last Monday morning. And it set the tone for the week, and this week is the same thing. It's Groundhog Day. You're right. It's Groundhog Day around here. I mean, we're talking and, – and what a gift Pfizer was. And we talked about it on the show. That day that it fell 10% on that drug news, and it went – and if you go back, I'm trying to find the chart. I'm assuming – I got it. I'm assuming it was the 10th of June when it went from 36.30, and the next morning went down to like 33 bucks. And it leaked a little bit after that down to 32 for a week and a half. But again, it's back. And we talked about that day. I said, I think, I think eventually Pfizer comes back. You rewind the tape. I think eventually Pfizer comes back because they got the vaccine. Uh, that's, you know, the wild card here. And there's value there. And pharmaceutical stocks are still in favor. So it was a gift. Um, I'm still long Pfizer. been long Pfizer for probably 15 years. So I've been long Pfizer forever. I'm averaged in at 14 bucks. Wow. So it's been an okay one, but really when you think about that, I've had a long time. I guess I got some dividends in there too, but um, it's uh, it's a stock I'm going to hold on to. I've been in it forever. So uh, this one, I like the way this one sets up on a technical basis here, trading at 37.52, uh, your pre-market high right in this area. Returning to the scene of the crime, the scene of the crime was uh, on June 1st. I'm not sure what the news was associated. The stock, very unusual move, 38.19 to 35.46. That's a big day. That's a, that's a month for Pfizer there, right? What day are you looking? June 1st. On June 1st. You got the news for me, Spencer, on June 1st? When it, when it tanked that day? Yeah, it couldn't have been. It, it, it was drug news, I think. Was that the news? Was that the day that it went down 10%? No, that wasn't 10%. I'm scrolling. Here we go. Got there. Um, uh, that was a – that was Pfizer announced that the uh, their data monitoring committee said their breast cancer treatment trial is unlike – Okay, different drug. Yeah, different drug. Not COVID drug, but breast cancer drug. Uh, and that was not a good headline. No, okay. well, the, the, but the breast cancer drug was the drug that that was the one that knocked it down too, was it not? When we go back to June the tenth, so I think that was the same drug. So they hit it twice on that. Because <laughs> the, June tenth was the headline. I see or that June eleventh. I think it was June 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 tenth. Oh, that, no, that, that was June tenth. Other drug that was a that was a, a dermatitis drug. No, okay. So they've had wow. some problems with a couple other drugs, but. Anyways, they card vaccine. They yes, that's going to cure it all. They got a thirty million dollar order if it works. Um, but okay, thirty but, million dollar, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll just tap on another billion dollar market cap for that. <laughs> if it was a sixty 
uh, million dollar order than it would be up to 70 right now. But this Come area, back to the scene of the crime. Yes, let me finish. Yes. So you had a you had a pair of lows, 37.58, 37.72, 28.29. You gapped down, went down and made the low of the move. All those people and some are getting their money back and more. I'm getting my money back. You're getting your money back. So you fill the gap there. Maybe go up and uh, test. It's got to be some size of 38. I think you, so, too. Can you see the book that far out or not? Well, if I opened my book, I'd be able to see okay. it. But <laughs> not my book You're not open an open yet, book, so Dennis. Maybe JV Specs kick it around in the chat. I haven't been able. I've been struggling to get into the Benzinga chat. I'm not sure. I'm sorry, you know, whoever is in. Like, we know the YouTube chat's been working well. But the chat over at Benzinga pre-market prep i have not been able to get in there for the last three shows so maybe we can work on that if you are in there awesome if you get logged out I, have you been able to get into it joel yeah but it's different we I, apologize I, you know for that I so will, we're gonna get I, we're gonna get i Bert. will work on it this afternoon we're gonna get their text i will working. work on it you know my programming skills we have too I many chats it's, too, yeah, it's just a little <laughs> fortran i just we gotta, gotta consolidate get, yeah. the chats they're everywhere we're just chatting everywhere all right anyways uh, BNTX is moving off this, and that, wow, that really, that skyrocketed. That went to 95.32. They're backing off. Uh, just historically, I mean, these things kind of have faded a little bit. Uh, BNTX at one point got to $105, and I think that that day, I think it got to like to 112 or 115 or something in the pre-market trading. But right now, keeping an eye at pre-market high, see if anybody else wants to uh, – take some profits in this one uh and then another stock i think is moving on drug news is imrn uh i don't think it's uh coronavirus no i don't think so imuron imuron i've never even that's a great imuron name before immuneron immuneron i think it's imuron okay spencer imuron you want me to pronounce it for you or you want well, me to... and i want the i know it's well. imuron uh, yeah, because they actually uh, moved a little bit on Friday too. So, the, so the news on Friday was that they're producing a new oral uh, therapeutic uh, drug, and then the news today is that they uh, got approval or guidance from the FDA to conduct two uh, human phase two trials for said uh, oral therapeutic drug. So it's not COVID related. Stocks up ninety seven percent. I do not follow the story, so I'll just. Throw it to you, Joel. Yeah, just an early range in this one. Someone definitely wanted to sell this over 14. ADR, but, too, remember. Yeah. Wow. 1567. Uh, that was high earlier this morning. You backed off. So, man, I think you get anywhere near that area. Uh, you see, I don't know. I can't even say it. support at 12. If you want to try and buy this off the dip or you want to short it on weakness, someone's been standing there at 12. That pre-market high is way up there. At uh, 1567, the stock had a nice run up, came all the way back down, couldn't fill the gap, consolidated, uh, doubling here overnight. So we'll see if anybody wants to come in and profit. But on the 15 minute chart here, uh, 12 looks like a good number. 12 looks like a big number. And I just, you know, what do you make of a daily chart on something like this? Uh, Let me go, you know, over 20. Selling the pop worked back on June, June 9th. So. It also worked on June the 12th. It also worked on June the 19th. Trend is your friend. I know nothing about the story, but they've been selling pops. I'd be selling pop. And then uh, the final drug news of the day, uh, BioXL Therapeutics, something on the schizophrenia drug. Uh, This cannot be good. What's the symbol on that one? B-T-A-I. 
Uh, that cannot be good for Biogen. I haven't checked out Biogen yet, but uh, why? If- Stop. Okay, so what? It's a, this is a what? This is a news. Schizo- on- I, I I can't say that that it's going to be bad for Biogen. I just they they have a schizophrenia drug, so I wonder oh, okay. if they're going to beat Biogen to the punch. That's the only thing. I guess you okay. could have more than one drug for that. Uh, pop up to seventy two. That's your pre-market high that blows away the all-time high. It looks like you got a little buyer at 68, but that, that's, just, uh, that's just your wild biotech movers today. Lots of other movers. We're going to go to Nicola. Hola. Down uh, eight blocks offering. Uh, uh, this is interesting. Also. I'd like to say 40 is big. We'll give you 40. That's a huge number. Huge number. That's where it got down to July of 7, yep. 40, 10. What does it do there? I don't know the details of this offering. I'm not even sure that they're out there, but they announced this Friday night. Stock got hammered on it down to 38 bucks. It has come off those lows. I'm trying to hold that 40 critical support level for the stock. It's where it broke out from in June. It's where it tried. It bounced from in early July, and now we're trying it again here. So it's critical that it holds 40 bucks. So the offering was announced Friday, like you said, Dennis. They're going to uh, sell 53.39 million shares. I don't know if there's a price yet. Uh, of note is that uh, Nicola Warrants are up this morning. Keep it on your radar. The Warrants um, expire. Oh, never mind. That's not for a long time. Forget forget what I just said. Moving on. Why the Warrants? Okay, so I don't follow the Warrants on this one. I was following them in the DraftKings. Um, they're trading up three bucks so something's going on there i'd have to do homework well, i, I don't know why i don't follow the warrants here they don't expire for several years yeah but usually warrants go up when the stock goes up and they go down when the stock goes down and these are going up so something's happening with those warrants this morning because it's up three bucks yet the stock is down eight bucks so something's up like i mean put the chart on each other and kla and nklaw the charts look pretty close to the same. So, so I'm just saying something's going on there. I got to do homework as I don't follow the warrants on Nikola. Ah, 38 so bucks. Yeah, Dennis nailed it. We got to 38 bucks and then he got up to 44. So anywhere in between, I kind of think you're throwing darts here. Uh, we've settled down a little bit this morning. You got a, uh, on the 15 minute here, you got a little buyer at 39. 3905 pretty good volume here someone supporting supporting the stock so i'd be you know if you had a short coming in or you were brave enough to try along here perhaps take a look at 3905 if you're waiting for a gap fill on this one from june 8th you got to wait to closer to 36 bucks 3598 was your high on june 5th and you created a uh, a little over a four dollar gap almost a five dollar gap to uh, 4042. So 30, I love this thing at 30, 36. Don't think we're going to see that today. Well, everybody wants to talk workhorse in the chat. And we are going to have the CEO on tomorrow. So workhorse yeah, WKHS CEO coming on Benzinga's pre market prep tomorrow. It's a stock that I'm, I, I was long. I obviously, you know, did very well on it thanks to Mitch. Um, I sold the rest of my shares just above 20. It's a stock I'm watching every day, and I kind of want to get back in. You kind of got a level. Um, you kind of got a level. 1365 was the low of the of the move back on July the 1st, and we've bounced multiple times in the, in the low 14s. So I would say your line in the sand is probably that 1365. If you're playing it from the long side, if it starts breaching 1365, the story could cool off even further. But this is a p- potential to get hot again. 
So, you know, we're sitting here, we're bouncing around the 1415s. Do you want to take a shot? I mean, that would be my stop out. I, I haven't struck myself yet. I kind of want to. Um, it's trading up 4% here. I'd rather buy it on a dip than buy it on a rip. But support is starting to get well-defined here. What do you think? We'll throw it to the technical guy. Oh, man. I mean, don't you have to really give yourself a little bit more room than that? I mean, I know if you're looking. You well, know, 1365 six, is a lot of room if it's 1555. That's, uh, okay. that's over right. 10%. <laughs> so I don't want to give myself that much room. That's why I probably would rather, you know, maybe Friday the dip when it got into the 14s again, maybe that was the shot you take. Uh, I'm very much interested. I think uh, the story could get hot again. It could get hot again. It, it, it is in consolidation station here, and that's where you normally strike. The question is, you know, is it, is it consolidating to break down or is it consolidating to move higher? That's still to be determined. Oh boy, this is, t let's just call it uh, 23 the high, even though it was 22.90. Then you hit 14.11, you hit 14.20. So there's your major support. So that's yeah. a nine point move. F4, to me, I would, if this is like, if this is for real, if this stock is going back up and it's taking out 22 and change or 23.90, this thing's going to rally up to 18 and a half. Yeah. Okay. It's going to just hang out for a couple days. Then it's going to, bust above 18 and a half and it's going to go up and test that high of the move. The longer this thing for me to get up here, get up to 18 and a half, start to chew into that red bar here. I look for like another, you know, a little do do do. And then another, I wish I could draw like Jerry. You'd rather buy it when it's breaking out as opposed yeah, to just buying yeah. it in the middle of this range. Yeah. To me, it's in the middle of just absolute. It, it is in the middle of, and like I said, you're finding support in the low 14. So if you want to buy it on support, there's definitely been support in the low 14s. Again, you got to be careful when you're playing these because if the story cools off, um, you know, and takes out 13.75, it really ran, you know, from three dollars and 75 cents when we were originally talking about it, it, it ran up a lot. So there's a lot of air in there. There's a lot of air everywhere. It's a wild stock. It's a fun stock to trade. Um, and it's a stock we've done well on, you know, as a team here at, Bre at Benzinga's pre-market prep. We've been talking about this for a long time. Again, I want to nibble my toes in here, but I haven't yet. So right now I'm just kind of watching it. You're still shocked. We'll see what the water. CEO says tomorrow. Maybe the CEO will talk us into this. Oh, CFO. Oh, so I'm sorry. It's a CFO. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and on that, Look note, on that note, if you have questions you want us to ask, email us pre-market at Benzinga.com. I'm not saying we will ask it, but I'm not saying we won't ask it either. So Silver over $20 for the first time since 2016. Look at that chart there, Dennis. Go, silver, are we, go. Are we, is it time? Is it time to I've been get out of those silver, silver since Warren since Buffett? 40. <laughs> <laughs> I belong silver. No, not since 40. I'm actually still down. I, I, was, I bought silver. I can't even remember. I think back in like 2014 or 2015. And I was up in it for a while, and then it just leaked, leaked, leaked. Well, it's almost back to where I bought it. So I've almost got my money back in SLV, and I'm flat out on the SLV. I just thought silver was a better buy than gold back then, but I was wrong. Gold has outperformed. But lately, silver has a little more luster. Yeah, yeah. Jamming, jamming those buy stops at 20. They're all getting filled now. Do you, uh, do you want to tell your, um, the grandma story at the bank? from uh the old oh little, going back little to old 2011 lady at the bank. yeah yeah so that's a lie i don't know if i've told that story in the show since we first started the show so my buddy jeff jeff you're listening he does listen every once in a while 
Um, he, he was working at a bank at the time. And this was when silver was 40 bucks. And he says, I had this, you know, grandma come in and she says, my grandson says to put all your money in silver. So I want to sell everything I have and I want to buy all silver. Just going all in on silver. And this is when silver is like 45 bucks back in 2011. And my buddy's like him bringing people in. We got to get, you know, because he, if she really wants to do it, they got, it's her money, right? So they have to do it. But they're bringing people in and saying, no, stay diversified. They're trying to help her out. Not saying that they knew where it was going from then, but they're trying to help her out that, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. And I'm not sure if they were able to talk her out of putting all of it, but she bought a bunch of silver. And it ended up being like a 45 or $47. And that was the top. So when grandma comes into the bank and says, put all my money in silver because my grandson says that's the thing to do, that's usually the sign of a top. And that wouldn't win silver. If you bring up that chart again, Mr. Israel, please bring it up because we're talking about this. Yeah. Uh, or or Joel. Joel, you're running the charts. What are you doing, uh, Joel? You Come on. I, he so, takes it away. And I, and I don't know when he takes $11 it away. $11 to 47 bucks silver. And bring it back up because I got to okay. see it. Okay. Okay. We're talking technicals. We want to see charts. We don't want to see us. You're seeing 2010. Yeah, who wants to see us? I don't even do my hair in the morning. I wake up. Look at this hair. Who the hell wants to see us? No <laughs> charts. 90%. Okay. Mitch, if you're listening, this is what we're going to talk about the pre-market prep this afternoon. But my number one thing is, I think, and, and if you're and in the chat, if you like, if you want to see more charts, press one. If you want to see more <laughs> of us, press two. Because I don't think we show enough charts. I think we're showing half and oh. half. I think it should be 80% charts, 20% us, or 90% charts, 10% us. Well, all because the women. Nobody the, wants to see my bad hair every, here all, all the, the women are going to press two. There's a lot of ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of That's a pretty good looking guy. So anyways, going back to the story, look at this thing. $22, $23 back in you know, July of 2011, and it ran. Everybody had to own silver that summer. Silver ran from 20 bucks up to over $50. And obviously since then it's been straight down. So the little old lady from, what do you say? Little lady from Pasadena? Yeah. Is that one of your sayings? Yep. 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 Where yep. is Pasadena? Oh, Dennis. Come on. I don't even know. It's where the Rose Bowl is. No, where? What state? California. Where, where, California. I can't I believe it. I there, you're in California. You're showing your Canadian I'm Canadian. Side. I take yeah, U.S. No. geography. Jeez. I know where Vancouver is. It's in BC. All right. What? Anyways, okay. So I didn't know that. Anyways, so b- my bottom line, when grandma comes in, puts all her money in silver, usually time it's a sign of a top, and that was the sign of the top. Was she talking to William, William Herbert Hunt, Ray Hunt, or Lamar Hunt um, when she got that advice? I'm not sure. Who are know, those people? You don't know about the Hunt brothers? I don't know anything. I suck at oh, history. Oh, my Lord. I, you I are the right brothers. The, the Hunt brothers tried to... What did to they co- do? They tried to. Did they make catch up? <laughs> they they tried to corner the silver market. You don't know no. about that whole story, but anyways, story. let's see what happens over twenty bucks. Didn't mean to. Sorry, Spencer. Didn't mean to go on such a tangent on that one, but uh, it's just interesting. Silver there over twenty. When it did get up here, I had a bunch. I still have a bunch of silver coins, and I'm like, man, I got to get rid of these, and uh, I didn't. So I'm gonna wait for it to get back to fifty. There you go. All right, Spencer, move us along here. Yeah, bad tangents. Although bad tangents. I think there was a lot of ones, so we're going to show more charts. We're okay. talking about it this afternoon. There'll be lots of charts coming. All right. Okay. Chad has spoken, and they say more charts. More charts. Uh, merger. Merger Monday. Merger oh, is Monday. Is there a merger? 
Yes. Who? Dennis. Well, it's not, I don't, it's not a merger. Uh, it's an acquisition. Like it's not quite the same. But what do you got for me? Uh, I assume he's talking Chevron. Is yes. About? Okay. Chevron is buying Noble Energy. Uh, the price is five billion dollars. Comes out to ten dollars thirty-eight cents per share. Uh, it is, I believe, a uh, a cash and stock deal. So you want your ratio, Dennis? Yes, I do. Uh, Noble NB, uh, NBL shareholders will receive 0. 0.1191. 0.1191 Chevrons. Yep. Is there cash component there too? Find out actually. Because or it's just straight up Chevron. It is all stock. All stock. 0. 0.1191. So you risk Arab traders. Chevron. Price of 87.45 times 0. 0.1191 will give you the price of Noble going forward. I love it when I get new. This is good news for me. I have another deal to trade. I love risk arbitrage. Um, just the only thing is the, the people at Chevron are Rochambeauing around the office saying, we didn't buy Occidental Petroleum. Or it was Anadarko. Anadarko, yeah, right? Anadarko. Yeah, they are Oxy bought Anadarko. Oh, man. Ooh, they pay what? up. They regret <laughs> that deal. Oxy. S&P slipping a little bit here. Down six. Really not much action. Just taking a look at the pre Moderna's going red trip. hard here right now. Really? That's What's what, going on? Yeah, uh, big, Bill, Bill Big D in the chats telling us Moderna was trading up here this morning is now red. So I'm not sure if there's individual news there. AstraZeneca is not moving. So, um, but I do see MRNA it is, is interesting. So JP Morgan is making a valuation call on Moderna this morning. They're saying that it shouldn't be maybe one of the top 15 most valuable biotech companies in the world when it doesn't have an approved drug. That's, that's what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying too. But anyways, hot is hot. Story is hot. I'm not messing with the story, but that's what that's, that's the catalyst. That's why it's down. Where are you stepping in here to buy it? I am. I'm not. Lower nineties. I'll just. Uh, I 60? see it. To, it yeah, it's 60. not going down to sixty, but okay. not anytime soon. But I mean, so the story's you... hot. I'm not shorting it. What's the Nick? What's the Nick saying? Too too high to chase. Too hot to short. That's my opinion on Moderna. Right, too high to yeah, exactly. But what any do you see any sympathy plays with this uh, this Chevron Noble Energy? Um, anything okay, else more, trading up? Oil companies think they're getting bought. I don't. Yeah. I don't Are you picking on anybody? No. 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 No, because it's a small deal. I mean, you know, it's good for Noble. I mean, obviously, some of these smaller oil companies, you know, need some help. So getting some help from Chevron. Obviously, Chevron's best in breed. We know that. Sometimes you know they hit the acquirer, but again, this is a pretty small deal for Chevron. Uh, I don't know if I'm jumping in and buying Chevron off it, but it wasn't much of a premium they paid either. So, and it wasn't like they paid like a 30, 40% premium. So it wasn't, you know, it's a pretty small deal for Chevron. I know we're a couple bucks away, but just look at 90. Holy moly. And uh, the Chevron here, CVX, popped its head over there three days ago. Then you go back another week, you had some highs there. It did act after it punched over 190, did act as support for a little bit of time. You broke down old support, new resistance. Man, oh man, keep an eye on 90 here. It's trading down, not much here. So, no, it's actually, it's flat. So it's not that big of a deal. The street really doesn't care about much about Pretty it as small. far as, yeah. Um, and let's just take a good old look at the former number one component in the S&P back in the early 2000s. Exxon Mobil. Eh? In the early 2000s. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. Wow, I didn't know it was number one. Yeah. It was it's the most valuable company in the world at one time. 
Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fall from grace. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Chevron was uh, like five or six. You think that 8% dividend Exxon sh- safe? <sighs> and oil at 40? Yeah. If oil stays at 40. Yeah. Oil starts leaking again, that dividend be in trouble. This Exxon, yep. holy mackerel. Look at that 45 level, Joel. Even I can see that one. Yep. That's a big yep. number. Yep. So major resistance, Exxon 40, Chevron 90. You got big numbers here. Yeah, and it, just look at this crude chart too. Just hanging out. Look at the consolidation station. Consolidation station. Look it's not that. hanging out at minus 40. It's hanging out at <laughs> positive 40. Next time it goes to minus 40. We're buying. Hey, Actually, we I... would have lost our money though because we couldn't take delivery. I couldn't drain the swimming pool in time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right we got alibaba alibaba let's go with the bobster up nine bucks again i'm still on alibaba in the long-term portfolio wow. uh the ants are carrying it uh ant financial which is like the fintech uh slash financial services arm of the alibaba empire uh is going to go ahead with their ipo uh in shanghai and hong kong so that's it <laughs> I'm nine bucks. So we had a pop before on the ant news and now we're getting a pop on confirmation of the ant news. And um, I'll just say you're running into big resistance and I'm talking against my book here, but if I had this on for a trade, I'd probably ring the register into this pop. I'm it's not on for a trade. It's in my long-term investment portfolio. So I'm going to hold on to it. It's been a good one. Uh, but it's so it's a windfall here overnight on news we kind of already had. So oh, like, a nice Baba. whole number two sixty is exactly where it That's stopped where it's, at. Yeah, yep, two sixty. Someone saying, "Hey, I saw a trade over two sixty. Next time it gets to two sixty, I'm selling a hundred k or something." That's kind of the philosophy there. That's the way it looks in a pre market trading. Uh, someone on the other hand, like likes this to just above two fifty six. Look at the last. One, two, three, the last six, seven, Someone 15 in the minute lows. Someone's short and like, ah, I got to get out at 256. They're doing the 259 to 256 play. Yeah, that's it. If you want to, if you're so inclined, I will just look at the old time high. If you're looking for more, the old time high is 265.66. And your old time closing high, which you guys know I like to keep an eye on as well, is 261.58. Uh, and that was actually 268's all-time high. Same day it hit 268, it closed at 261.58. But first things first, let's mop up that seller at 260. Day 35. Let's bring on our guest now, Kevin Schultz. He is the chairman of Triad Securities. Uh, got some really good uh, data and research out of that firm in terms of uh, IPOs, uh, fundraising in general. Uh, but Kevin is here with us now. Let me make sure he's unmuted, uh, unmuted, and we can see his face. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Let me make sure we can see your face here. There, there I am. Look at that. All right. Uh, how how are these markets treating you? Markets are great right now for us. I mean, there's been a lot of action in the IPO and secondary markets. Um, this is the windows open. I think everyone's realizing that. So people are trying to you know bring more to market. You see. You know, obviously, you guys mentioned the Nicola, uh, which was a SPAC also. So they're doing a secondary. DraftKings did a secondary. So the SPAC area is really hopping. And, um, you know, all along, you know, we have JAMF Holdings, 
which is the big IPO, uh, hot IPO this week out of Goldman. And there's been a lot of action. I mean, Lemonade's been good, Zoom Info, Warner Music. So the list is pretty strong. Kevin, can you talk about the SPACs for a bit? Because this is something we never heard about years ago, and now we're hearing about it all the time. First, can you just go into, you know, the difference between an IPO and a SPAC and how they work? And why are we hearing so much more about SPACs now than we did, say, five years ago? Um, those are all good questions. The, you know, I'm not an expert on SPACs by any means. I don't trade them a lot. I'm just watching what's happening in the market. You know, I, I wrote down a couple of things for you is that yeah. right now we're at $12 billion that they've raised in first half of 2000. So last year they only raised 13 billion total. So right there just shows you it's a double, they're doubling the market on it. I think uh, people are seeing a SPAC, first of all, is a specialty, you know, purpose acquisition. So it's a blank check. So what's happening is, and you were talking about the warrants before, the real play in SPACs is for a lot of investors to gain the warrants. So they get out of the stock, they hold the warrants as an option, and then hopefully something good happens with, you know, whatever company they're going to go for. Uh, but what it is, is a blank check company, and they have two years, the company and the investors, and it really is about the management team. I think that's the strongest part of what a SPAC offers is a strong management team that can bring deals to the table. And when they go out and they make an acquisition, then that, that stock gets converted. So instead of doing an IPO, and we can go back to Nicola, Nicola wasn't an IPO, right? So they did a SPAC and then they, they gained it. So social capital had raised 800 million and that was half of the deal. And they ended up buying Virgin Galactic which is SPCE, right? Mm -hmm. So that one's doing okay right now. Uh, same thing, Diamond Eagle raised $350 million, and then they bought DraftKings. So dra instead of the IPO for DraftKings, what they do is they convert the stock from the, from the SPAC into DraftKings stock. So it becomes automatically traded. And I don't know, you know, how they come up with the valuations on those. That's... Yeah. That's, a, that's above my pay grade. And Kevin, I'm wondering if between uh, the emergence of SPACs as a mainstream option and a few years ago with direct listings with uh, Spotify and Slack, if those are seen as, if, if maybe we're not going to see as many traditional IPOs as we've been seeing. Uh, well, Spotify is a direct listing, not a SPAC, right? So that, right. There, there's a difference there. Um, th there are a few companies doing them. And I think the reasoning is they feel that they have, you know, enough of a following. Um, to do a direct listing, you really have to have a lot of name recognition. And you really have to be able to put a lot of stock out there and be able to create the buzz for people to come buy it. Because um, all you're going to do in the beginning is have sellers until, you know, the market opens up for it and who's going to cover the stock. And that's why people do IPOs. You know, you get coverage right away. You get institutions to go play. Um, you know, so right now this week, we're going to see Pershing Square come out, which is the largest stack, I believe, ever. Um, they're raising $4 billion dollars. I think a billion of it is, is Ackman and his guys putting in, and then they have a right to put in $2 billion more in capital. So you're talking about a, maybe a $7 billion valuation. 
uh, for something to go look for. And maybe it's even more when you get the management team involved and stuff like that. But, um, you know, just for your traders and your guys that do, you know, want to follow this stuff, 73% of SPACs are down. Okay. Um, the average is they're down 30%. Um, you know, the owner sponsored ownership keeps 20%. You know, the values are not great, but in a blind check, if they don't do a deal, you get your money back. Right. right. So everything sits in escrow. You will get your money back if they don't do the deal. So, you know, when they do a deal, they tend to pay up for that you know, um, for whatever company they're buying. So there's a little bit of a premium there that they're going to pay. And that's, you know, right now they're going to, you know, they, they do it in different areas. So Pershing's SPAC, I think, is directly li- looking at real estate plays. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go see them, you know, go buy a biotech. They're going to look for real estate and look for a deal and a company that's out there that they can convert that SPAC and buy it. And then you'll see it start trading and, if it's any good, like DraftKings, Nicola, you know, sometimes you get these spikes, and that's what people are looking for. Along with Kevin Schultz, he's the uh, chairman of Triad Securities. Kevin, you uh, did a report on the uh, state of the IPOs in the first half of the year. Are there themes we're seeing as far as uh, which kinds of IPOs uh, are popping uh, or, or having strong openings and which are not? Uh, yeah, well, that's always the case. Um, and just so you, you, you know, Argus – uh, does the research for us. So we don't do the research ourselves. They put out the research for us um, and they put that report together. Uh, you know, we help and we put out a different, you know, calls on different things all the time. You know, Triad's been called the daily racing form. Joel, you'll like that one, right? For, uh, for, for IPOs. So, you know, we put out a, lo- a lot of different information uh, we call it a consensus report because we do have 300 institutional customers that we chat with and we get a good feel for what's going on. As of now, you know, you see a ton of biotechs coming, you know, public, you know, on the smaller side, you guys, people don't see or know the deals as much, um, but they're popping big right now. Uh, there's very little, you know, some of them, there was one last week that opened up $4 and then traded down a dollar and a half in the same day. So not all of them are good, uh, but there are a lot of good deals that are out there right now that are trading. Encino is a good one. Uh, you know, Dun & Brad came out. That's still trading up a little bit. Um, you, know, on, you know, so there's a lot of action in it right now. I think there were a couple of announcements. Yeah, Airbnb just said that they're going to look into doing their IPO again. So that's happening. Um, so I, I, like I said, I, I, I believe the window is open for the IPO market right now and investors are putting money into it. So I think that you're going to, you know, see that continue until, you know, maybe the election. Um, on the topic of the Airbnbs and, and the big unicorns, I feel like we're not going to see as many unicorn IPOs that we, we've been pretty lucky in the past year, year and a half, two years, we've seen a number of uh, long-awaited unicorns IPO. Do you think we're going to see that trend continue, or is the unicorn IPO phase uh, over for now? I, I don't think it's over. I think people are very cautious to give them the valuations that, they, that they're looking for. You know, that's the key. I mean, you look at the Ubers and the Lyfts and things like that, and, um, you know, I, I don't see those valuations holding up with the last round of what they've been doing. Um, 
you know, if I'm not mistaken, Facebook came out at 38 and people were able to get into it from Goldman, you know, three months before at 30. And I think that's, you know, so I think, and, but they had, a, they had a 90 day hold or 180 day hold on it. And I believe that, you know, that's why you saw it go down into the twenties and sit there for a year or however long it was. And I think that's kind of what's similar with Uber. So how they do, sometimes they get the first pop, you know, like a Lyft. And sometimes, you know, with an Uber there, everyone knows they're overvalued and it opens down three. So there's no rhyme or reason, I don't think, to what they're doing. I think that it all matters more about how much they want to, you know, become liquid, how many options, how many, you know, um, employees want to get, you know, vested, things like that. So, you know, a unicorn that gets hot quickly, will they come? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, they might see the chance to do it rather than just getting taken over, which is why you don't see a lot of stocks go public anymore. Also is that, you know, people are trying to uh, get involved in the markets earlier. So you see a lot of takeovers of companies that would be going public. You know, so that's, I think we're down to how many on the New York Stock Exchange? 2,500 stocks or something like that? Yeah, the number, the quanti uh, quantity has gone way down. Uh, although you could also argue that it was at a disproportionate peak in the dot-com bubble. So we've maybe gone back to historical levels on that. But yeah, no denying that the number of companies has gone down, uh, public companies has gone down in the last 20 years. Uh, Kevin Schultz, as I mentioned, is the chairman of Triad Securities. Kevin, thank you so much for the time today. And uh Stay safe out there. I appreciate it. Enjoy the show and uh, listen to you guys and take care. And hopefully we can talk a little bit more later. All right. Have a good one, Kevin. All right. Thanks, Kevin. 45 here, uh, 15 minutes left in today's show. Can I just add, can I just add one thing about the Airbnbs? Sure. Sure. I, and I don't know where I saw it and I wish I could, I wish I found it, but there, I don't know if it's a separate company or it's just the Airbnbs with swimming pools are just exploding in price. People want swimming pools, right? Yeah, I know. I know. We got to get long swimming pool companies. Wait, wait Airbnb for swimming pools? They, yeah. so I don't know rent if there's out a... swimming pools right now. I saw the special on CBC. You could just rent the swimming pool for yeah. two hours. People are just renting out their swimming pools. Yes. Yeah, swim, people... Swimply, S-W-I-M-P-L-Y. You can like rent out your pool. Like, that's got to be, and they were talking about it, you know, and I don't want to repeat what everything they were just saying, right. CBC, but it's got to be weird, man. Like, you know, rent out your <laughs> swimming pool and, okay, well, I'm going to go rent a swimming pool. And what are the people going to be doing in the house? Are they like there? Do the people leave the house and you just rent their swimming pool? I mean, it's kind of, it's just weird. I don't know. Speaking of somebody. You who, must really want to swim. Who was lucky enough to that, grow up. Well, would you rent a swimming pool? You're a swimmer. I, yeah. The, uh, yeah. My, Joel says, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've already been renting <laughs> swimming pools. I, I, no, no. Uh, my facility reopened. You got to sign up ahead of time. And, yeah. But with and the facilities closed, good. there was definitely a demand for swimming pool anywhere you could get it. I mean, I'm calling my buddies and say, hey, mind if I bring the kids over for a swim? <laughs> swim and golf. The two major sports I competed in. Look at that. Never thought they'd come back to be. Uh... Is there any direct swimming? Chat, does anybody know any swimming pool place? Is there any swimming Ooh. pool place? I, I'll just say that as somebody who I don't. And somebody said pool. I I don't think pool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think pool. It's a Look great ticker symbol. Look at Eli uh, Callaway Golf over one eighteen. Well, that's a Jason 18. Rasnick pick. Yeah. Look at oh, that. Is eighteen. Pool Corp, is Pool Corp P O O L? Is is it? Pool Corp is a pool corporation. 
It's the world's largest wholesale distributor of swimming pool supplies. I didn't know that. Cool. Look at that thing. Look at this. That chat comes through. This chat is awesome. You know what? That's through. one stock. It's been a monster. Is... We should have thought of this before. It's at all-time highs. You know what you got to do oh, in this one? Oh, this was a COVID play. We missed this one. You got to buy the dip. Oh, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> trending up. Buy the dip on stocks trending up. Sell the rip on stocks trending down. That's number that is, one way that? that, you know, you get ahead of everyone else just doing that. <laughs> did, you, did you get my pun? That's just missed. Oh, buy the dip. I get it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Spencer. I gotcha. I, I, I didn't catch it at first, though. As, as someone who, cool. As somebody who had a pool growing up, I would not be comfortable with, with other people, strangers, swinging in my in my pool. Oh, it's weird. That's just my opinion. Um, heads up, Pfizer and uh, BioNTech are just straight up correlated to now. They are trading higher here. They just announced uh, some updated, uh, some positive updated uh, data from their their uh, German. Uh, a vaccine study here so every day it's like ground we get positive vaccine results and like i said before last week when you're away joel on the positive vaccine results we fly high on the negative ones which we haven't had a lot of negative ones but we've had a couple there we don't really sell off much so it's tough it's tough to be bearish this market when it finds a silver lining and we've got so many positive vaccine headlines coming you know, if the market's going to pop every time we're going to get some positive news on a vaccine, it's hard to be sure at this market. And uh, I don't know, a couple of people I've talked to said, you know, it, it just might not be one company, you know, so I don't think it's the kind of thing where, you know, you necessarily have to hit one because, I mean, I think it's going to be, a, you know, like a group effort or hopefully, well, actually, you know, the first one to the punch is obviously going to be uh, going to get the most uh, price action, but Pfizer, boy, does you should check 38 there. Look at this, holding strong at 37.80 above those pair of highs. I mean, one thing I'd be careful on this one if you're just like this thing's going to 40 today, and let's say it opens up like 37.85, and then it goes 38 bid, and you're thinking this thing is going to 38.50, and it goes to 38.08. And all of a sudden, it's locked down again at 38. That just means a seller came in again. They had a half a million to sell, and they reloaded. So just that, that's the only thing. That's the only word of caution here. Fill in the uh, gap. I'm with you on this. Again, second time on the show today talking. That's my book. I have five in the long-term portfolio. But if it was on for a day trade, if it was on for a short-term trade, if I hadn't been holding it for 15 years, I'd be <laughs> selling the pop today. Okay, the old 15-year trade. Yeah, you got some 15 years. It's in a big capital gains. Don't you know worry about you know if it falls a buck. <laughs> exactly. And don't need to don't need to lock in a big tax bill here. All right. So Pfizer, we moved on. Um, there's there's a lot of earnings here. We haven't even really got into, it, but this is a big earnings week here. We're gonna get big blue uh, big blue tonight here. IBM. It's, uh, I have a small position just because I like to trade these things ahead of them. Um, and it has Man. been running up for a few days. I will sell this position probably today, What's going on? maybe I mean, earlier. How could you be excited? I mean, it's had a But look, a again, it's the same story. These things run up ahead of the reports. Okay. So when, if, if, if there's a play, and we keep giving you strategies, and we just give them away on this show. There's a play just buying stocks, you know, really a couple days before the reports. And they don't work every time. But overall, I think there's an edge there. And if it works 52% of the time, you probably make money in that strategy. So I, I, we know me, I like to hedge my risk off. But if you look at the SPY in that same time period, we haven't really gone anywhere. And IBM has been up. 
It's not a coincidence there's just some relative strength in IBM a few days before it reports. And the Logitech too, same thing after the close today. L and people were asking me, I had a Twitter, uh, a, a Twitter question too. Long Logitech, what would you do? <laughs> I mean, before the report, well, I, we don't give investment advice. We just give our trading opinions on the show. It's been running. So it is priced for perfection. There's no doubt it is priced for perfection. With that being said, what is it? Is it a long-term investment? Is it a trade? Is there it a day go. trade? I mean, it's run up significantly into the report, and we've seen stocks that have run up into the report before come out, beat, and still go down. So there's been a lot of them this earnings season. So it's tough. When you're going straight up in the, into the report, the expectations are really high, and they really got to blow it away to continue that trend. But, I mean, Logitech, again, Jason Rasnick pick on the show. It's been a great one. And what is your – like, what's your target? You know, did you have a target when you bought it? Is it, you know, do you have some other place to put the money? How familiar are you with option strategies, you know, where you might, you know, could get some nice, uh, you know, if the 70 call, you know, for six weeks out is, you know, going for five bucks, would you Maybe. let go of the stock yeah. at 75? But those are, those are individual investment decisions, you know. Uh, do you want to throw away money to the put gods? You know, you know the you know the puts are probably kind of cheap here. But if you, I doubt try, it. They're probably no? expensive. Well, today because they got earnings. To, you know, yeah, that, yeah. After exactly. you go through the earnings, so. though, they, they've got the earnings premium in there. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I, and I used to do, you know, and people I've seen this, you know, they they want to hold the stocks, so they buy puts to hedge themselves, but you give up so much edge always paying those premiums for those puts ahead of the earnings. I don't want to take it through earnings, but I don't want to sell my stock. I'm going to buy some puts to protect myself. And then you end up paying, like, let's just go look quickly. So I go look at the enough. Logitech 70 puts or even say, you know, yeah, maybe. We'll the 70 puts for this week, I'll say right now, are four bucks, three and I, a half bucks. I, they could be. Three bucks, three bucks. I, I think three bucks is probably more in, in, the, in the ballpark. Spencer, you have it in front of you. My, my platform just trying to pull it up. I'm not an options trader anymore, so I don't have it quick. I don't have that one up either. But um, I'm bringing it up here right now. Somebody's got it in front of them. 70 puts were three and a half bucks. Yep, there you go. The three and a half bucks. So, so you means... think about that. You're giving up 5%. You're giving up 5% for protection. I mean, in a bad scenario, okay, yeah, it could fall 10, but in a good scenario, it could go up five too. It's hard. It's so hard being an option buyer. Um, and I know some people make some money and I still, it's fun to play lottos when they're cheap premiums and you're looking at some opportunities there. It's the only way I'm ever buying options is when it's really cheap premium. And I think there's a chance, um, you know, like that one chance where I think, you know, and obviously we've seen it with Tesla before where you've seen options that are 300 points out of the money. Tesla goes for a hell of a run and with three days to go and actually gets there. Um, so there is opportunities on lottos when you're buying really cheap, but if you're paying three and a half dollars to take yourselves through an earnings report. I think in the long run, you're just eroding the value of your investment um, because you'd have to do that every quarter. Yes, it's run a long ways. It's hard to just buy options to protect yourself. Um, I'd rather just, like Joel said, be a seller. You know, maybe you sell some calls if you're really nervous. You think it's going to go down, you can get $3.70 for the 70s. So, you know, then you're selling it at 33 or 73.70 if the stock goes up. If it goes down, you protected yourself for $3.70. I think it's a smarter way to do it. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times when I'm asking myself, am I going to hold? It's a good question. You know, do you hold yourself through the earnings reports? It depends on your time frame. If you're in it for a trade like Peloton, when I had that on for a trade before, I did not hold it through the report. 
certain stocks, like, you know, um, when I'm in them for years and years, I hold them through the reports and yeah, I just don't I... think about it. So it all depends on your time frame. If you're in it for a day trade, never. You're in it for a swing trade, well, it depends, you know, on how you're looking at it. For the most part, no, I don't usually hold through earnings reports. You're in it for an investment, you're in it because you like it, you're in it for the story. Um, a longer than, you know, a three to six month time horizon, then, you know, there's probably, uh, and, and I, there's probably some reason to hold it through the report. All right, S&P's unchanged here, 3214. By the dippers. Uh, yeah, I mean, by the dippers, we're in full force. Uh, last night, that 3190 area, once again, I just can't, I mean, if you saw all the stars here going across my page, uh, you would think I need a new page. But uh, that 3190 area, uh, another relevant number, the high close for the rebound, uh, that was on Thursday, 321950. Uh, but as I mentioned at the top of the show, that big number, that big number, 32, 33 and a quarter. That's last Wednesday's high. That's been the high of the rebound. Let me go back to my S&P chart to illustrate that. Uh, Spencer, we got a few minutes left. I got here. a chart. I got a technical setup here. I'm not long it, but I'm looking at it and I kind of like it. Let's, see it. Let's get the chat's opinion. Let's get our technical analyst, Joel Alconin's opinion. I'm looking at Mar Mar Marvel Technology. MRVL. I'm looking at it that it's in consolidation station here. It had a big dip. It's been trending higher. Um, it stopped going down for the last few days. I would say if I was setting this up, buying 36 and a half today, stopping myself up below the low of the move, which is 35.58, below of the recent move. So saying that this, this trade, 5G play, Kramer Love stock could get hot again. I kind of like the setup here. What do you think of MRVL? It's not the uh, comic book company? No. It's the okay. uh, communications 5G play. Uh, I can't argue with the trade. Can't argue with the setup. Trend is up. Yeah, trend yep. is up. Kind of like Parallels in the same area to lean on. Uh, right at uh, 35.58. And what was the other, the other low at 35.86? Uh, first, you know, what you would like if you did pick this up is uh, just get back half of that little dip. Uh, let's just call the four-point move uh, from 39.40 to 35.58. You know, if you're just doing for a shorter-term swing trade or whatever, let's see what happens at 37.5. That'd be getting back half of that move. And you also have a high uh, from the 15th at 37.5. So uh, can't argue with you on that setup. I, I like it here. So I might do this. I might not. I'm not in it yet, so I can freely speak about it. 35.58. Sure. So if I was setting up, I'd be stopping myself up below that low at 35.58. So obviously this is what trading's all about. Knowing you're out, especially swing trading, know you're out before you get in. So that would be my out, risking a buck to maybe, you know, think that, hey, maybe this can take out the highs at 38.48 if the story gets hot again. Obviously market dependent, AstraZeneca dependent to a certain extent. I mean, we're waiting on data. So if the AstraZeneca data for whatever reason is bad, the whole market might tank. So you've got to consider those factors too, that it just affects, there's market effects here too. But just looking at that chart, I don't mind it here. All right, uh, just That's in the green now by two handles, pre-market high 22 and a quarter. Spencer, what do you want to finish up with here in our final minute of the show? A potential setup here, potential setup and don't laugh, Tesla, okay? They're going to report earnings tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, uh, Wednesday after the call. Yeah. Right, uh, we we got the speculation last week that they're gonna they're gonna join the S and P 500. That's just total speculation. Yeah, they they in order to do that they would have to report a profit for last quarter, right? Which they 
it's, it's, it's no given. They may, they may not. Um, what we've seen, <laughs> when we've seen uh, the headlines get recycled, right? AstraZeneca, the news got recycled. Pfizer, the news got recycled. It wouldn't shock me if this Tesla uh, joining the S&P 500 news gets recycled. Yeah, so sto- carries the story a little further. And carries the stock into Wednesday. So you, you see it bunching up there a little bit? It's a good eye, Mr. Israel. I mean, we're right. in consolidation station, and this is the time I say you strike. And yeah, like Joel would say, there's a nice little wedge happening. We're just getting interesting here. I mean, 1,400, where's your out? 1,431, I would say. I wouldn't want it to take out the low of the move. So if I'm setting it up, buying a 1,512, I'm stopping myself out of 1,431 and saying, I think the story gets hot again. But again, you have an earnings event. So you could get a two-day run. Do I want to take Tesla through earnings? No, I don't want to take Tesla through earnings. So it's Wednesday night it reports? Yep. So this would be a two-day trade saying, can it get the pop ahead of the earnings, the earnings run-up catalyst? It could. A market dependent again. Market tanks on some vaccine news or for whatever reason, Tesla could go down with it. But I don't mind this setup. Yeah, I kind of like it. What do you think, Joel? I mean, you're really bunching up. Yeah. Um, I get nervous in stocks that I own that I have over a, oh, you have a, this still. a thousand dollar, you know, a thousand points in. A thousand so. point gain you're sitting on here. Yeah. Yeah. Joel's you were talking about take that gain. Yeah, yeah. So like Warren I, Buffett I, over there too. He buys and holds now. This Joel. Yeah, I had. No Where did you buy that? Five hundred? No, four twenty. Four twenty. You bought the four twenty. Yeah, so then broke it, out through it the broke, through the. Yeah, it broke up and then came long. back down. It was a while ago. I told you're you still been, in it, eh? The whole like you've not sold anything. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. About, talk he's about holding. It. He's holding through the report. I don't even want to. I don't want to talk about it. I'll probably end up selling it at 500. When Joel is not on the show next time, you know it's just he's retired from all the money he made in Tesla. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I don't, I'm not a big earning. I mean, I never buy a stock ahead of, you know, maybe some options if I'm playing the earning report. I certainly would never sell it. Um, Boy, oh boy. I mean, Let's see. I, I mean, they pre-earnings run. If you are playing it this way, fifteen ninety. A two-day trade, selling it before the report. Yeah. Buy it today, stopping yourself out. This is a completely setting up the trade for you. And I'm just saying it's hypothetical. I don't have it on. I would stop myself out of fourteen thirty-one. Buy it this morning at fifteen eleven, which you can actively do right now. Maybe fifteen twelve. Um, and you know, maybe it pulls back. Maybe you even get into the you know yesterday's low of fourteen ninety or something. So fourteen ninety-one. Maybe you put your limit and maybe you get done. Stop myself out of 1431, so risking 60, 70, 80 dollars, depending on where you buy it. And then just saying, I think, you know, it's going to get a lot of headlines. Earnings are coming. Pre earnings run trade. Selling it Wednesday at 359, right before, you know, no target involved, just selling no matter what, right before the earnings report. And if it breaches 1431, then I get out. All right. Spencer, who's our guest That's tomorrow? That's my setup. Tomorrow's guest, Steve Schrader. He's the CFO of Workhorse. If Woo-hoo! you have questions for Steve, email us, premarketadpinsinger.com. You can also tweet uh, any of us. I'm going to try my best to consolidate as many of them. Back as in the, the 14s, I mean, there's support. Again, I would stop myself out 1365 on this, but there's support in the 14s. All right, so email Interesting. us. Premarketadpinsinger.com uh, for, uh, to give us questions for uh, our guest tomorrow. You can catch a replay of this show on YouTube or on our podcast. Uh, please remember all the information from this show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or 
training advice. Let me pull up a watch list real fast. To Can you up. you just talk Moderna one more time here too before we go? Because it's now it's down nine oh three. Dennis Moderna's down eight bucks now. What happened? It's nine oh three. I haven't checked. Did they have potentially? Okay, from the pro, uh, potentially after paper service that allegedly showed Pfizer vaccine candidate gives a stronger T cell response than Moderna's. I so I guess the good news for Pfizer and BNTX is the bad news potentially for Moderna because theirs looks a little bit stronger. Step down seller, baby, and wait till they're done. Check out if you want to buy this thing, see what that low is at uh, eight. 29 and 59 seconds maybe i don't know step down seller someone's selling out big time here in the shorts are finally getting their reprieve they're probably laying on the offer as well all right hit that like button as always we appreciate the likes on youtube it helps us out with their algorithm and uh that's a wrap joel and i will be back in the p.m in the meantime everyone have a great rest of your monday and wherever you are stay safe and good luck You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.